Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with CFO and best-selling author Jamie Murray. She's both an author and the CFO of a commercial construction company she runs with her husband in San Antonio, Texas. Jamie became a mother at 17 years old and went on to graduate from Texas Woman's University in North Texas. Before becoming an entrepreneur and an author, Jamie was a high school English teacher. Today, she spends her days juggling the demands of running a family and a company while building a brand centered around saying out loud what humans all over the world are managing in silence. Enjoy this story. Well, thank you for taking a minute out today. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you very much. I'm so excited. Me as well. So before we get into your life work and as an author and a CFO, I want to know the past three years with COVID has affected us all in different ways. How did you survive that time period, and how has it changed the way that not only you live but the way that you conduct business now? Wow. Well, so there's a couple of fronts right for that because for one um i wrote two books so um, <laughs> clearly i was reflecting on something <laughs> internally and trying to figure it out and i think if anything you know in 10 20 50 years that's probably going to be what we all look back on covid and remember is how we learned to reflect how we learned to stop right like Never before and maybe never again will the world ever just shut down in that way, I think. Um, and so when we have a minute to clear our minds, we we like what we see and we don't like what we see, hopefully, right? Um, so that's the, the first piece of it, I think, from the author piece. From a CFO standpoint, um, running a company, my husband and I own and operate a, a commercial construction company in South Texas. Um, and COVID, I think, has taught us how to do business better. Um, I think it's pushed everyone to have to see each other more clearly and communicate Um in more clear terms, you know, with, with inflation specifically in construction, man, like it went all over the place. And so we really had to be willing to learn how to have some of the hardest conversations that we've had in a business perspective. So it sounds like, you know, excuse me, there's a lot of silver linings that did go into this process. And yeah, like you said, the, the introspection has been huge. And you have very interesting dynamics as a writer and a business owner. So what I want to do is I want to kind of get to the essence of you and what you do daily. So I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders on a career day to grade school. One of the kids looks up at you and says, what do you do for a living? How would you explain it? I like to explain being an author, and, and I have actually got to do that a little bit in my own kids' um, <laughs> you know, um, school days. But I explain it as I tell my story in a way that I'm trying to tell everyone's story. So if I can find the human strand, that human connection, that piece of something that is hard for us all to say out loud and I can say it out loud, then I help other people with their own struggles and healing. And in the process, that helps me too. So when you were in the third grade, what was your dream when you grew up? What did you want to become? This is about the most cliche answer ever. Um, I always wanted to be a writer. I, I, I 
always wanted to be an author um, because I, I'm literally can remember just being in my closet for hours and hours and hours just trying to process my feelings. And so something innately inside of me, and I think, you know, especially with it being a neon jazz um, interview podcast, I think musicians will understand that piece of, of needing to understand your feelings and that coming through in words or notes um, and really being the only way sometimes that you can figure out who you are. So let's go back to your childhood. Talk to me about where you were born and raised and how these seeds, because it's almost like you have a right and left brain, you know. How did these seeds get sprinkled in you to not only be a business owner, but to be in a creative realm and write? I love that, actually, a right and a left brain. Um, I think partly the creative side was always there. The business side came from survival. Um, I grew up very, you know, well, I mean, I guess we use the word poor. My mom hates that word, but um, that's the truth of it, right? Um, out in the country, middle of nowhere, not an easy existence in North Texas. Um, and so the creative part formed from just wondering what the rest of the world looked like and, and how all these things that I saw through my TV or drove by in town, like how did they live like that? and trying to understand that piece and know what else was in the world. Um, and I think the business side really didn't develop until about 10 years ago when my husband came home and said, hey, so I think I'm going to quit my job and start a company. And I said, what? <laughs> um, and so in the last 10 years, man, have we become business owners. And, and that was just out of pure survival and just to make to, – what is the word I'm looking for? Tenacity. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, all of us are fueled by those that we look up to. Who's been a hero for you? Who's been consistently someone that you've admired? Almost any writer that has been willing to share vulnerability in an effort to help other people feel and heal. Um, those were always my go-to heroes. I'll be honest, one of my biggest heroes, just straight-up dream hero, is Oprah. <laughs> I mean, it's, again, it's a little cliche, but, like, you see someone who who also, you know, who came from, from really hard pieces, and I just admire anyone that can create the life that they haven't even been able to see in their own experience. So I don't want to be cliche or assumptive here, but if you can meet one person alive on the planet right now and talk to them and be around them, who would it be? I could meet one person. Man, I should have been ready for that question. <laughs> I, can I, I'm going to be, uh, I um, I think I would be too afraid. Like, you know, I could say Oprah, but I think I would be too afraid because there becomes a um, a piece of human quality, right, that everyone from a distance is a little bit better than up close. <laughs> If that makes yeah. sense. So yeah. I like to, I want to keep my heroes a little bit at a distance because I think that that keeps me motivated by them a little bit more. Yeah. So what was the book for you growing up that really inspired you to either want to read more or to become a writer? I read everything. I um, I read everything. I read book series. I read individuals. Honestly, 
one of my first memories of realizing some, like that, that there was something special in storytelling was, um, was actually a radio show. Um, and it was, oh, hold on, I'm going to come up with it. The, it was a, it was an AM radio show. My dad used to listen to the rest of the story with Paul Harvey. I don't know if yep. anyone else in the world will remember that. Do you know it? I used to be an intern at a country music station that did pre and post game Royals production. And they used to always play them. And I would always stop. Like it was right before drive time and weather and traffic. And I used to stop and listen to it. I never knew who he was, but yeah, he's wonderful. Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, I remember being very, very young and, and my parents called, um, mail. They worked, um, for the post office and called mail like night shifts. And so in the middle of the night at young, young ages, I was driving through back roads of, of Texas delivering people's mail and, and trying to sleep. And, and we will always had Paul Harvey, the rest of the story. And it just really opened up, you know, and so it's not a book, but it's storytelling. And I think that's where, the, the spark came to re- to realize that one person's life can connect with so many other people's lives. And I wanted to do that. So if you have a dream tonight and your 20 year old version of you, you meet that version and you can give it a piece of advice based on the life you've lived, the wisdom you've gained, what would you tell your young version? To learn how to love yourself sooner. I think and, and to really lean into that, it, it you know, self-love becomes one of those really cliche bullshit, sorry if I can't say that, but kind of that, uh, you know, um, kind of just one of those bullshit answers of like, oh, I want to love myself, but we don't really think about what that means. Um, and I think really leaning into and like fully accepting flaws, um, accepting the imperfection of growth, accepting other, you know, how our, our world and our childhood has influenced us and, and forgiving that and being okay with those things, that's all what I've realized now at 42 is what self-love is. And so if I could go back to 20 and tell, like, I would just give her a hug and I would just say, like, you're doing great and you're going to be okay. And if you just learn how to love who you are right now, everything else is going to be so much easier. What's been one of the best client responses or best reader responses you've ever gotten from either your company or your writing and your books? So I actually got, it wasn't an official review. It was just from the new book that just came out. It's not about love. Um, A good friend of mine from, um, gosh, we were probably from decades ago, you know, like middle school, high school. um, She reached out after she read the book and she said, Jamie, you were always the voice of reason. You were always the one teaching us how to love ourselves, but we didn't have the words for it back then. And so to be able to have someone connect that past self with that present self and put it in my face and go like, look, you're here. You're where you were supposed to be, and you're, you're, you're giving the world the message that you were always giving us was just, maybe one of the most moving things. So what is this that motivates and moves you through each day? You know, we all have these things we want to accomplish and do with our days, but what is ultimately the motivating force for you? One motivating force. I don't know. 
Um, and I don't know because, well, maybe I just haven't asked myself that question enough, but I don't know because doesn't that change through life? You know, like the things yeah. that propel me forward this year are definitely not the things that pushed me to wake up every morning and work hard when I was 20 or 30. Um, and so I feel like that, that that's always a little bit of a moving answer. Maybe the, the, maybe the non-moving part of that is just really appreciating that this is our one life. And no matter how we're living it, like, you got to look back on it for yourself at the end of it and go, yeah, I killed that. Yeah, I did that. And I'm proud of that. And I think I've just always wanted to be really proud of who I've become. So how do you quantify a good day? When you get to the end of the day, how do you say that day worked? That was a good one. I think every day works, right? Like um, I don't look for good or bad so much anymore. I used to, and I used to, to allow myself to get super frustrated and angry and, and crazy in the world um, if things didn't weren't good, um, or if they you know if they were bad, but now I think at the end of every single day, I can honestly lay down and go, okay, so what am I taking away? How did I grow? How did I learn? And if I did those two things, if I grew and I learned, well, I mean, what more can you ask for in life, really? So everyone out there has a perception of you: your family, your friends, your fans, your colleagues, clients, but. You ultimately live your life. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? I think I'm a very soul-driven human. I think all any success you find in life is really only as good as how much you can love yourself for who you are. Um, and even in moments where you don't necessarily have quote-unquote success, right? Like, I think I am a person who I'm a survivor, um, done all of the hard shit. Um, I don't quit and I'm not afraid to be wrong. That's a great answer. Jamie, if anyone out there wants to get your books, learn more about your company, anything related to your world, where can they go? Well, buy all the books on Amazon, um, go there and then, um, I, my website's jamiemurrayauthor.com, J-A-M-I-E, murrayauthor.com. But, yeah, Amazon, it's not about love. Um, I'm loving this book. I'm so proud of it. It's, I think it's going to heal people. I know, it, I know it healed me. Wonderful. I love your energy, Jamie. Thank you for opening up, taking some time out today. Good luck with everything. I appreciate it. Thank you. I am very, very grateful to be here. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Mm-hmm.